I want to write a murder mystery about a detective who has a pooping problem. It'll be called A Shark in the Dark. Tales from the Ditch uh, in what will most likely be uh, a disaster. Um, <laughs> we are having many people call in. Um, I've already kicked something over and my phone isn't working. It's going to be fantastic. And you're not Sean wearing pants. <laughs> not wearing pants. And we have Nate, Nathan. Oh, Nathan, not nasty Nate. Nathan no, and no. Uh, Cliff. What's up, Cliff? You still there? I'm still here. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. I was just on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I, we appreciate that. It makes it a little less confusing, I think. <laughs> I, I agree. So I sent out the invite. Seth was clever, and he sent out the invite to specific people. I sent out the invite on Instagram to everybody in the nice. world who follows us. <laughs> and so I said, hey, go ahead and... uh Download Discord, join the server, and we'll have a good podcast tonight. And so it was like, I don't know, 1130, and somebody jumps on, and I didn't realize Discord was running. And I was like listening to music and cussing at my uh, Visual Studio program that I've been debugging. And somebody jumps on and goes, hello? (laughs) And I go to Discord real quick, and I see somebody's logged in. As nasty Nate sixty nine, and I go, oh, hey, what's up? We're recording at seven. We're not recording till seven. Sorry for the confusion. And he goes, all right, I'll talk to you then. But he hasn't come back yet. And I was like, was that was that nasty Nate Hartley? <laughs> and it was not. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> but I, uh, I blame a Holland. It was probably a Holland. Oh, oh that I would be awesome. It. Worse well, than we, dwarves. Wherever you are, Nasty Nate, we hope that you come back. I'm sorry that you startled me and I didn't know how to do it. And so it was super funny because I don't know what he heard, but I had like music going and I was just super frustrated debugging C sharp code. And he was just like, hello. And uh, I feel bad. So I hope he comes back sometimes during this podcast. Yeah, he won't. That's all but, I have to uh, say. <laughs> that was, that's the whole podcast is us apologizing <laughs> to Nasty Nate sixty nine as well as Buttmaster four twenty and everyone else who tried to log on. So here was a you great know. thing though. Uh, so we recorded the last podcast that we published with Cliff talking about the greatest fights ever. I think I listened to that one this morning on the way to work. Yeah, right. It was good. And um, Cliff sends us a text. Cliff, if I can't talk about this, let me know. But Cliff sends a text saying, do you hate the way that you sound? (laughs) And Seth said, yes. And I said, yes, because the great thing about your own voice is that you always hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Thought we'd give response there, but nope. (laughs) My computer cut out just at the wrong time, so I missed what (laughs) just said. This is what means the most in the world to me. And there's silence. There you are, Cliff. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, I was just talking, Cliff, about how you said you hated listening to your voice on the podcast. And I said, I hate that I exist. And you said, we are brothers. (laughs) We are brothers. We are definitely, definitely in that way. Total conspiracy. (laughs) I, I honestly thought we'd like our big plan was like, oh, we'll have people call into a show. And then we realized, well, we don't really have a phone line. And (laughs) we posted a link where everyone can call and everyone can jump in. And we don't know what questions we want them to ask. And we didn't organize it. And I was nervous, but Sean's like, no, this will be fun. So And it's going great. (laughs) I have... Hello? Okay. All right. So, So, probably under do not follow God. But God's power. So even though I don't follow God and edge of God is real, I think the touch of God, you guys, okay? If you were talking and trying to make me your side of the story, what would you say to me? Oh, wow. Dang. I thought you were going to ask me about weed or something. <laughs> no, no way, buddy. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Um, Well, Sean would be happy to answer this question. (laughs) Yeah, Sean. Oh, oh, gosh. Well, first of all, politically, I just wanted to say thank you for your answer. And I hear what you're saying. And I think your hair looks great. (laughs) Emotionally, (laughs) emotionally, (laughs) let me say this. uh, I really appreciate that. And I honestly think in the grand cosmic universal scheme of things, I do feel like that is part of how God has created the universe to work in a way where people will see um, God has created the universe in a way where people will see himself through other people and the way that other people hopefully are different from the mainstream society, if that makes sense. Yeah, Ben's dog agrees. <laughs> He's loud. It, That's not even mine. It's the neighbors. Uh, <laughs> so so this is what I would say, Cliff, because um, Sean is a politician. He's a politician by nature. You can't trust him. Uh, snake Damn oil you. salesman. I've said for years. Um, no, I, I, I think that's, I think that's what Sean saying is true. First off that ideally it shouldn't be me yelling at you, berating you, trying to make you a Christian. I think it's a good enough story on its own. I don't need to defend it. I think through my actions and how I am as a person and friend will declare something much louder than trying to make you a Republican or yelling at you about verse and controlling your behavior, which is just a nagging parent. Um, But I think it's a good question. I've said this to people before, whether you're atheist, agnostic or Christian, the question of why is always something that philosophical minds are going to ask. Because even if you say, well, I do this and I know how I do this and I know what the end you know, result is, there's always, well, why? And if you say, well, the universe, you know, was created this way or came into being through the big bang or whatever you think, there's a question of, okay, I know how I arrived here scientifically, but why am I here? So I think why there's, we can, you know, science is a beautiful thing, but I think the mistake some people make because some people have said, oh, you know, philosophy is dead. Science has killed it. No, you will always have, even if it's a child saying, but why? And I think it goes with your question because even of going, well, I don't believe in God, but I see the touch of God and I wonder about these things. And I think that in itself is just a healthy place to be to say, well, why do I wonder that? And why do I even give a crap? And why, why these douchebags try to act nice to me? And why like... It's, it's a good question because you see guys even like Plato, Socrates, even guys who didn't believe in Jesus went, well, why? Because I think it's a part of not just men's souls, but everyone's souls to go, you know what? I look at this crazy world. I need some compartment to put in or some understanding of what's going on. So if, so if in any way, Sean and I's actions encourage that, encourage that curiosity and that idea of at least looking at that different aspect of humanity, which is spirituality or that metaphysical realm, then I'm happy with it. And even if the next day you go, well, screw you guys and go, well, I still like you. I think you're great. And I love you. So to me, it's win-win because either way it's, we're not friends with you because you're a project. We're friends with you because you're our friend. So yeah, that's what I'd say. Well, well, I mean, I've, I've changed so much that uh, just the touch of, you know, whatever it is, if, if it's abstract, it's concrete, what I've seen over the, it's real. And if it's, and if I can see it, then it's concrete. So, yeah. And I've never thought of God as tangible, but oh. seeing it. Oh, man. Hello? Hey, I can hear you. I hear you. Yeah, we can hear you, man. You're still good. Oh, no, you're muted now, Cliff. <laughs> okay, how's that? That's ah. good. That's good. Okay. You were doing good. We were still picking up everything you were saying, man. <laughs> okay, okay. So you guys like real for me, right? I'm not saying that I want to go every Sunday, go to Bible study, but it's definitely there, right? And it's it could be my age. Uh, it, it could be wiser to what's actually happening in my now I live my life around me. But I mean, I can definitely so. It, it's it's been very eye-opening for to understand that spiritually like it's true right it's 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 not in the spirit realm i mean it's it's here definitely tangible 
That's actually really encouraging. I don't know about you, Sean. That's like the best thing I've heard this week since I heard Uncle Donnie was giving me money. So <laughs> money. I yeah, that's super encouraging to me. And I just want to say, like, to kind of echo what Seth has already said, that like we like you, <laughs> Seth and I like you for you because sure. you are you not because of any other reason and like the things that we appreciate about you is Uh literally things that i would say from my perspective you are is how you were created to be and i think that's awesome and it's like it's not even there's no conflict like it's easy for me to say that i enjoy cliff as a person just because of that and it's easy for me also to say that I'm free to be who I am uh-huh. just because I feel like I was created to be this way. And um, yeah. And so like when I, when I try to reconcile whether or not there's um, a God sovereignly in control of everything, who's creating me to be the way I am or you to be the way you are. Uh-huh. Um, it's just actually, I feel like it's a lot more connected than saying that um, there's some type of uh, universal randomness that arrived at this. Does that sure. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so, and so, yeah, that's like um, that's part of the reason why I think you're a great guy, and I like hanging out with you because I really do think that like part the part of you that is individual and your own person is like created to be that. And I, and, and you like good beer yeah. Yeah. and whiskey. And you've got <laughs> a, you've got a, you've got a hell of a right hook. <laughs> Damn straight. What about you, Hartley? Anything to add Hartley? Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if I don't know if Cliff and I have ever talked before. I grew up no, going actually to, we haven't. I'm sure, I don't know. But... Yeah. I, I grew up going to show in the hardcore uh, scene, Nathan. How long were you in the hardcore scene, Nathan? Uh, I think I started going to shows in about oh four ish. Oh yeah, yeah, I might have met you then. So, pr- but you know, at that point I was probably fourteen, fifteen. So I was, <laughs> I was one of the kids, and sure, I was, probably, I was around you a bunch, but I don't think we've ever had a conversation or anything. Oh okay. But uh, nice. yeah, but definitely went to a lot of the same concerts over the years. Uh huh. Well, and, and, and no, all, all of us have that all. That is how we all ultimate. But I mean, the reason why I I I asked that so so not into God in punk, and I mean also on that as well. Most of a really chaotic timing up. God adds order, right? God adds God gives yeah. you that why. So when you grow up in that, you don't believe that it can think other, right? So yeah. when you finally see the order of things, like you know, it's really the eye opener. That's good, yeah. and I think that's. Like I was a Christian kid when I started going to shows, so I was kind of an outlier in the punk scene because I, sure. I, I was one of the um, in the minority of Christian kids there that kind of was on the outlier there, but at the same time felt more at home in the punk and hardcore scene. Uh huh. And yeah, for, well, you know how it is there. It's kind of like it's uh, easy to have easy to have your own ideals in there as a whole, but with it's not easy, right? But as a whole, will all promote like that the exchanging of ideas but i think individually it's not like that yeah yeah and i'd say for for me kind of with this and your original question too for me the driving question and my my questions of faith and things like that have always been i can't get away from seeing the touch of god's similar to what you've said in people's lives how he's changed people in ways that I can't explain to say, okay, I can't explain this away. So what is this? Is this a what? Is this a who? If this is a who, who is God? What does he say? Um, What does he, he say about him himself, about me? Um, How do I represent him? Well, aside from all the other, all the other bullshit that can get in the way that I say, no, I don't think that looks like God that's always been the driving thing for me to figure out. All right. I don't feel like I'm the Christian that all these other hardcore and punk kids are reacting against. Right. But at the same time, this, I can't get away from this. I can't explain this away. So what does it mean to, to be genuine about this? So Nathan Hartley, true or true. 
Donald Trump will fight Magog Magog with a mace in the future battle. <laughs> Answer. Super true. <laughs> Super true. I, you know what I appreciate about Nathan Hartley Cliff, like, which is, so he's been consistent my whole life where even when I was a total just dick to him, he's yeah. like, I love you. I care about you. I go, I'm mad at my dad. I'm going to fight everyone. He goes, well, I love you. That's cool, man. Like he is consistent. And I think that's the big thing. Like I care less about that. If Maverick grows up to lecture people, like he doesn't need to do that, but I want to know, okay, is he consistent? Is he faithful where people go, you know what? Maverick is that guy who will show up. Uh-huh. Maverick is that guy who he'll be there. He'll take care of you. Man, that guy is humble. That guy is faithful. I care way more about that than I do of like, man, Maverick is so good berating me on Facebook and he lectures so well. And he's so good arguing in my comment section and calling me a libtard and <laughs> saying terrible things. Like, man, I, I just, it makes me think, man, I want to follow Jesus. Like, I love being mocked. And it's so dumb versus how about this? Like, sit down with someone. Like I've had people disagree with me. I go, all right, man, let, let's go get coffee. I don't really want to argue with you. I'm not here to win an argument. I'm here to show you I love you. Right. So, and Nathan was that guy where I was like, why is this guy acting like this? Like I've given all the subtle hints and threats that I don't like him. And he just was so consistent with caring for me where he was that dude where when my life was a mess, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I got to text Nathan. I was like, I should text him. And I think that went both ways too, where I can remember times where, you know, I, I was a, a knuckleheaded 17 year old, just like everybody else is. And times where I was getting more caught up in the scene drama and politics and the meathead mentality. And you're like, you know, better than this crap, Nathan, don't get sucked into this. I was like, okay, you're right. <laughs> don't act like me. <laughs> I oh, think gosh. something that I really connect with to Cliff is how, you're kind of saying that the punk and hardcore scene almost in a way like adopted and made you into like its child. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand that to some degree because there was just no other lifestyle that I felt as accepted as I did in that. And maybe it was because I was kind of a loser and that this um, lifestyle is known for kind of accepting the, the losers who are on hard times and having like have a difficult life and don't have the kind of fairy tale type of situation. Sure. But (laughs) um, one thing about that, that I see, I guess actually part of it is um, one thing I have to say, and this is an aside and I'm sorry to go off topic, but (laughs) nowadays I've realized how much more punk and hardcore is truly um mainstreaming itself with all of the other things yeah. right? right and and not accepting that loser right yeah. and so you you see fashion in punk being more important than your idea right and you see um status in hardcore being more important than your ideals and that's the absolute opposite of why i got into it which is why when I was in middle school and kids were listening to Wu-Tang Clan, I could not be a part of it because even if you ride a skateboard, it was just so antithetical to me. But I realize <laughs> now that that's just uh, me having beef. But anyways, getting back to your main question, <laughs> when I have truly considered all of the personalities that I could get behind, and I'm talking like Buddha, Dalai Lama, Muhammad, Bruce Willis, any of those other people. I honestly felt like Jesus was the punkest dude among them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he didn't care what anybody thought. And he whipped people and he got hardcore uh, turning over tables. And he loved people no matter what they looked like, despite the mainstream culture. And um, many other things. And those things appealed to me so much that um, I really do feel like uh, I learn to love Jesus the way that I, in my mind I thought I was loving punk rock. And right. he was the most legit punk rock dude that I ever saw. Everybody who I followed like, and became a protege of in punk rock 
turned out to be a freaking poser and sold me out as soon as they possibly could. But Jesus never has. And I, I always think that's super cool. Yeah. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Uh, Unrelated question, which I won't exploit. How do you, um, in the chat, type things uh, so that it says funny, silly things that will interrupt There's no way. I didn't hook it up. We hooked up a special thing called Me6, and it doesn't do that for you. So I'm sorry. I I know you want the sound bites. We're not doing it. I would type in these terrible sound bites to interrupt Sean and ruin the podcast, and Sean had taken away my toy. Dude, when we get money, we're gonna buy recording equipment, producer. That's right. A duck with we're a cannon. Proper. That's right. We'll have Jamie instead of Craig. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you goodness. know. I, you know what I really want to know is what. Well, Nasty see you guys later. I'm out. Thinks about all this. Where the hell is Nasty Nate Big Jungle? I know. Above? I don't think he's coming back. And I want to know. Nasty Nate follows us. I just want to say, Nasty Nate 69, I'm sorry. I did not put the correct time on the Instagram story. Nasty Nate 69? (laughs) Yeah. Who is that? Unless it's a Holland, then you should never apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. I forgot to bring this up because this is what grinds my gears. Sean, I got called a boomer today. I'm 36. <laughs> what the hell? I did too in the in the same chat. I got, but I guess boomer. No, you're not. I thought baby boomer is. It's like 55 and up. Yeah, I'm. I'm X generation. Yeah, I am an old millennial who has insurance. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're zillennials, starting with an X. Me and Seth, but are still, we? none of us are boomers here. None of us are responsible for building my house with absolutely no square corners whatsoever. Looks like somebody else just joined. Oh, Emily. Who's that? What's up? Is that... How's it going? It's going good. This is Emily Fernandez from RCK. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So um, instead of asking permission, I just tagged her in the comments section while you guys were talking. So... Yeah. Emily, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing all right. Nothing too crazy happening. Um, I can't remember. All right. So, Emily, we have Coach Cliff on here, our friend Nathan Hartley. I'm trying to remember. So, I didn't think you had, but maybe I'm wrong. Did you have any smokers or amateur matches? This is Emily from RCK. No, I have not yet. I was going to, but, you know, then COVID. But you're going to oh, apocalypse? <laughs> yeah, then, you know, the pandemic and everyone dying. So, nope, not yet. It Okay, because this is why I thought it was cool to um, get her on here. Because, so, our um, sport, Muay Thai, I think a lot of people just think of it from the male side. But if you look it up, there's, like, some dope Female fighters who are coming up. There's Janet Todd from the U.S. She actually just won the title in 1FC. You have Jazz Parr. You have Tiffany Van Soos. Um, if you look up uh, Denise Kielholtz from uh, the Netherlands, uh, she's awesome. And Emily Fernandez is a 12-time Taekwondo <laughs> black belt champion. And I thought it'd be cool to have a female practitioner from there because – I just, I think they sometimes, we think like, oh, it's just Muay Thai men, but like, there's a women's division that Janet Todd, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't fight her without a gun. Like, <laughs> she's, she's rough. Cliff, have you ever sparred Emily? Is he still here? I hope Cliff is still here. Hope he didn't leave. His like, he, he heard me and bounced. <laughs> she just left. I'm He's still like, here. I'm sorry. Yes, I, mm. I, I have. Actually, I have it, and it sucks. she her and i i think we're only doing boxing and i just kept moving forward moving my gloves apart so that i could remember what it's like to get punched and she just kept slugging me in the face (laughs) so yeah it's a a fun sport (laughs) what got you into muay thai emily um so originally what got me into it was i had some mutual friends who went to the gym like hey emily i think it'd be really good for you you tend to be a semi-aggressive person and i think this would be a great outlet for you and i was like huh 
that seems like something I'm interested in. And after like the first, I think I went to like one women's class on a Saturday. And after that, I was just like, this is it. This is the sport I love, like so much fun. And I was really lucky to go to this gym and find like such a great community. So that was like something that really turned me on to it. Just people there are really awesome. And it was just kind of one of those things that like I just fell in love with. And I miss it like crazy right now. It's driving me nuts. But yeah, so that's kind of it. Just one of my friends was like, you should go to this gym if you want to do something that's going to help with your, because I tend to be slightly aggressive. But it's helped. I have not been as aggressive. So that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you're less aggressive. <laughs> well, I am when I would, I, I mean, kind of. In the gym, I am, but outside of this aggressive, there. That's bad. Wait up. Has it been like emotionally <laughs> healthy for you? Just like, yeah, even like a mentally? huge, huge emotionally helpful. Yeah, definitely. It's helped deal with like a ton of like trauma I've had in my life. Just it's a very good mental outlet for me. It's something that like, because I also like to deal with like. I do therapy too. And like my therapist even said, she's like, this is just great for you. Like it's helped you so much. It's just helped me like want to get into best, better physical and mental state. It's been something that's just kind of driven me to finding a better me, which has been really rad too. It's been an interesting last year and a half that I've started it. So I'm fairly new to the sport. So I still have like a ton to learn, obviously, but I love it. I enjoy it a lot. It's a good thing. Good gig over there. If you let me corner you, Cliff and I can put poison on your hand wraps and gloves. All right. Sounds good. Just I'm saying. down. I mean, I'm down. I'll let you. <laughs> I'll, kick Carlo, I'll kick Carlos yeah, out and good. I'll let you. Just don't tell Carlos. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have a feeling someone will tell Carlos. Nathan Harley, why don't you do Muay Thai? I've just never gotten around to it. I don't know why. I thought about it. Yeah. I think for so like. I was working full-time and in school for like eight years. So I just used that as my excuse for so long. And I'm still kind of in the tail end of going, wow, that's nice not having homework to do every night. And then I had a kid. And that's, yeah. been my, that's the best excuses I can come up with. But don't you want to physically harm people? I mean. Well, yeah. yeah. You mean you okay. don't keep your child? <laughs> I wasn't oh. going to go there. <laughs> Dude, it's the best. They don't even block the kicks. It's so, <laughs> it's just good reps, good time. Sean, yeah, Sean has come to uh, RCK and he has sparred with Surge, the Eastern Block, uh, the <laughs> Giant. Uh, yeah. You Superman punched him, didn't you? Yeah. After he was punching the top of my head a lot. <laughs> I can't, well, I don't know if you could call it a Superman punch. Brennan was being having a fun day and he was trying to teach us a superman punch and whatever i did i don't think counts as a as technically a superman punch but everybody still laughed yeah i teeped this little guy in the face and no one's let me let live it down even though i felt super bad about it so <laughs> the thing is though uh like you were saying emily it really does help you to work out aggression and kind of deal with trauma in a in a weird way, it's like not like you're sitting in front of a therapist, but it's almost as good as therapy. Oh, definitely. I think it's like been something that's because I've been definitely has helped me with like a lot of traumas. And like I've been going to therapy for years and this has helped me like improve in like the last year. I feel like just with wow. even just like anything just from not feeling like I have like a really good sense of defining like, some of the most amazing people that I know like I have grown so much and I've grown in friendships with some people that I didn't even think that I would have friendships with and just finding like that sense of like, good family and circuit of community that I can go to with to even like issues like real life issues too like it's not just like a gym where I feel like I have to go and I'm gonna get yelled at and told how much I suck the whole time like just like a really good positive environment which has helped me greatly over like the last year it's been awesome how does that make you feel Cliffy I just have to ask if you guys move around light eat your mouthpiece wait say that again <laughs> what I just want to know if you guys want to move around light you don't need your mouthpiece that's what I'm. I've been doing that this whole time. <laughs> I've been chatting. We're gonna spar. We're gonna spar with a light, so you don't <laughs> need your mouthpiece. Perfect. When okay. when I sparred Emily, I tried to make a habit of just literally moving my hand so it hit me directly in the face and trying to <laughs> smile, smile or whatever, because I feel like. The most discouraging thing you can do is smile to someone after they punch you. 
And also, I want her to, like, I was like, yeah, I think this would be fun. Like, let her get to, like, sock someone in the face and you see, just like. talked a lot of shit to me, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, weird Never. stuff, too. It was, like, about my cooking that I wouldn't know that you knew about. It was, like, real random. Yeah, I was like, have fun with your student loans. And she's, like, axe kicking me in the face. And <laughs> But no, I, I think you were good with it. And it's just, it's so good to see that where I'm like, man, I feel like having a good group of men and women, you know, male and female fighters, it, I feel like it, like we sharpen each other better. You get different perspectives. You get to see how different people spar and they bring their experiences into gym. I mean, when, when I came back and finally was like, okay, I'll do a smoker after, like an amateur match that didn't go well. I worked with Cliff and them. And I remember, I know it's not the be all end all, but when I lost like 30 pounds and felt mentally healthy, I was like, I love this place. It was great. Like it was good for me. So. Well, well, and, and, and I mean, your, your gym or whatever you're as good as you have around. So I think that we built a good place to come and feel safe and to grow. And that's hard to find. I mean, I mean honestly, like, the staff that we want good people there because they make us better as well. I mean, they, they make us want to make them better. And, and yep. when you can, when you can influence their lives and help them, you know, do what they want to do, achieve their goals. I mean, that, that's what life's all about, right? It's all about yeah. other people. So when you can do that and you can see it, when you can see it happening every day, like for example, on Seth, M as well, just the time I've been there, you guys have all gotten better, improved as humans in a whole, but that's in a whole, as a whole, excuse me. Holds. <laughs> whole. Lots oh, of no. holes. That's a, that was a Freudian slip, but I'll allow it. Okay. My whole has improved. <laughs> you know, so anyway. Oh, dear. So anyway. So, I mean, as a whole, and, and it's through us having that, where our gym, our community, as who's there and all of you. Yeah. yeah, that's, I agree so much, Cliff. And like, <clears throat> coming back to your original question, um, when I went to RCK, um, I'd had experiences with gyms and martial arts and stuff that weren't so good, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, but when I get there um, and I'm doing stupid stuff because you guys, Seth and Cliff and Emily, probably have all seen how uncoordinated I am, but. I'm being affirmed and I'm being helped to be as good as I can be. And that affirmation uh, that I'm there to improve, but I'm not there um, to be taken advantage of is like really helpful to me in my soul. And that's part of the reason uh, Cliff to your original question, why like church or I should say certain churches has been good to me. And so like the same thing, there's like some gyms out there that are just going to tear you down and make you feel enough shame that you would improve. But that's not how RCK works. And that's like the great thing about it is I go there and I've worked with like, you know, Cliff and Carlos and Pete and Seth and Brennan, like people who are at the top of their game and way more advanced than me, but they never made me feel like I was out of place. And I think that's like a really good, uh, awesome thing. Yeah, well, well, you know, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't work to get to where I, the only good my knowledge does is if I pass it down. So that's not I, what Steven Seagal said, dude. It's, 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 I mean, he's an ass, and he, but it's, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hate that guy. But as his glasses, I mean, it's true. If, if you can't, if you learn something to yourself, that does nobody, it, it does nobody any good because that, because your knowledge is going to die with you. And that's what's the, what's the point of that? Right. I, I, I've never I've never understood why it's such a valuing knowledge. I mean, there's books, there's the Internet, there's no in this life. So if you can just understand how to pass down that knowledge to whoever you're around. And, and, and I mean, people come to RCK to gather that numb there because they don't want to learn. If you're not willing to sh tell them everything, you know, or show them, no, but to also in a way that speaks to them as a person, then you're just not doing it the right way you just yeah. and, and and i mean but mma and martial arts are odd only because they have a value to them right it's 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 no longer just the passing down of what you know to student or each practitioner 
once you hook up, once you hook up carry value onto that, then it becomes a commodity sold. Once yeah. that happens, don't get that unless you pay for it like handsomely, right? But I believe in it doesn't, I, I do this for free, right? And that's- And cocaine. I mean, <laughs> I do this for free. <laughs> wild card. All right, wild card, Cliff and Sean. I did not run this by Sean because I'm not under contract and I don't care. <laughs> wild card. So, Nathan, starting with you, I want a story of hijinks. It doesn't matter if it's legal, illegal. What is a ridiculous thing you did? This is Tales from the Ditch. We bring the heat and we need to get back our sponsors because they all ditched <laughs> after COVID. So, Nathan, starting with you, what's a story of hijinks? Possibly wrapping your hands in sheets and punching your older brother. We didn't use sheets when we hit, when we hit each other. <laughs> Man. Uh, Trying to think hijinks that I haven't shared before. But you did punch your older brother, correct? Oh, yeah. I remember, yeah, him and I got in a huge fight often. I'm the youngest of five kids. They didn't realize that by the, my older brothers didn't realize that after years of beating on me, that made me tougher than them. So they had their day of reckoning when I was in high school. It was glorious. But no, I think hijinks, we used to go car surfing a lot. So we'd get like the plastic egg crates from behind uh, like grocery stores and stand in that and hold on the car door, like all the way up on the curbs and over speed bumps. And I think one night I might have gotten concussed at a concert. I'm pretty sure I did. Sorry. I don't remember. It might have even been the Halloween show. It was at the VFW hall. That's all I remember. I don't I'm remember. double sorry. No, I do remember. It was through the eyes of the dead and winds of plague at the VFW hall. And uh, I got concussed, so I wasn't in my right mind. And I decided, hey, let's go car surfing at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I think I got up to 65 miles an hour. Holy crap. <laughs> I did it, and then Luke Holland did it. And his, at that point, the bottom of the crate was gone, and his shoes were smoking. And I think I was, <laughs> I think I was in my skivvies, if I remember correctly. Now is not the time to get me aroused, Nathan. <laughs> Your video's turned off. <laughs> goodness 65 miles per hour uh-huh yeah it was up uh it was up by north valley's high school on a state this long stretch of road follow-up question why aren't you dead i don't have an answer for that one <laughs> holy crap dude you got see and you were worried about me for headbutting random people <laughs> trying to shoot cops but you're driving around in carts oh crazy harley yeah. Standing in a box, holding onto the car door. <laughs> I, I forget who it is, but one of our friends from this family, the Shrocks, I think it was, while someone was driving, just thought it would be funny to open the door and step out of the car and roll. And uh, they didn't roll. Uh, <laughs> and we don't talk about this anymore. So that, goodness, Nathan, that makes me like you even more than I already did. Like, I already liked you. Now it's like you can come to my birthday. Actually, I don't think I was in my skivvies. I was wearing a pair of Evergreen Terrace <laughs> booty shorts that said, can't touch this across the butt. Evergreen Terrace. Oh and I remember because we sped past some old guy getting his mail, and he looked so confused. <laughs> so, so, okay, so it'll go me, then Cliff, Sean, and then Emily. We'll have the penultimate, no pressure, uh, ridiculous uh, story. So we went to a store because we were bored and didn't drink or smoke at the time and bought uh, 10 different one-gallon jugs of water because uh, that's what you do at 2 a.m. And um, driving in my friends, I think it was a Honda Civic, we looked for people to drive by and throw gallon jugs <laughs> of water at them because I was a sociopath. And driving down Keystone, I saw basically what is a straight-edge kid's like unicorn that they have to take out a juggalo walking down the street <laughs> like full face paint you can smell the desperation in sun valley on him and he's walking down and who am i a judge i lived on fourth street so i'm like okay i'm not judging him but he's walking down i heave the gallon jug of water and yell juggalo you know and something he turns around to flip me off and slams him in the face you see the paint moving across his face like it's escaping a fire 
And um, you'd think I'd go, man, like I'm such a bad person. Why would I do that? And we went and drove down to Idlewild and I did it to four other people. Um, but this is when I realized something was wrong with my body from the fights we'd been in. The last guy, I throw a gallon jug of water and my shoulder goes out. So I throw it and go, uh, as my shoulder goes out. And the guy's <laughs> looking at me like, that's not very intimidating because I was like, oh, oh, my shoulder. And we park like a quarter mile away from him. So he's running towards us. So I was like, oh, I need like naproxen sodium, man. My shoulder hurts. He's like, you just, we're going to get in a fight. I go, drive me to Rayleigh's. Come on, man. Like, and I'm frustrated. I'm trying to do stretches. I saw my mom do, you know, for like aerobics and stuff and trying to figure that out. And we go get that. I take naproxen sodium. Everyone leaves. And I get home to my apartment. And I'm like feeling embarrassed. So I go to the store and buy gallon jugs of water and go drive by myself to throw them at random strangers. Uh, and, uh, like you do. And the next 40 minutes, I tagged two or three more people. And I went to bed at 3 a.m. and taught kids at preschool Head Start at 7 a.m. And oh. that's how I was a teacher. So, Cliff, your turn. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, so circa 2001, right? So I work for a company that it distributes wire and stuff, and they need help in their warehouse in Jersey, right? So I I go with the other guys that were John, this big black dude. And it'll matter. Trust me, it'll matter. So he's a giant black dude. He's in martial arts all his life. And the reason why I went with him is because I had as well. So we had that in common. Fly to the East Coast. We get into the airport about 1 a.m. in the morning. Gets the car, the car, and we don't know where we're at. It's dark, it's dark. We were going 2001. There's not like GPS or maps or anything like that. So he's, so we have to go by what we think we know. So anyways, driving, driving to go was like country ass New Jersey. Rolling hills, green grass, like in the middle of nowhere, man. So. Ah, beautiful New Jersey. (laughs) Beautiful New Jersey. Like, but it was green. It was like end, end of May. So it was like beautiful man like green 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 everywhere it was super nice so we're just driving he decides he wants to like pull off and just find some spot to ask us to go so at the time he pulls off a a white castle burger right and it's like one in the morning the only thing open it's so like i'm this white dude obviously white dude head shaved and i'm with this giant black walk into this walk into this joint and there's bars on all the windows and everything that's like i had never right so there's bars on thing. Like to actually order was like glass and bars, and you had to push your money under the slot <laughs> to actually order. It was like hardcore. Yeah. So anyway, East Coast. Yeah. So we're in there, and there's like ten hard ass pipe hit on the f- corner, and we're asking direction, and they go, "Who the f- is this white boy?" And they go, "Oh, that that big black guy must be his bodyguard, right?" <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, "We gotta get the f- out of here. You're gonna get killed." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, cool, man. Let's go, Let's go, right? Like we hop in the car, knows we're supposed to drive and drive and drive. We're driving forever, it's forever, right? And I'm like, dude, let's get to the, let's just get to the, let's just get to the hotel. He's like, I don't know where I'm going. Pulls off the highway, and it's not like here, like pull off the highway, right, and pull back on the highway. But over there, they have like frontage road that run parallel each highway, right? So he pulls off the highway, he can't get back on the highway. So I don't. I don't know where the hell they're going, right? So he pulls into the neighborhood, stops, and this crackhead broad like, walks up to us. is trying to sell us cracks. She tries like the car, right? And, and he's like, "Don't let that b- jump in the car, dude." He's <laughs> like, "This fucking crackhead broad's like the b- car." And he oh, like turns off, and dude, what are, what are you doing, man? Let's kill. So, anyways, he gets and he's like, "Dude, you almost died." I'm like, "I know, dude. <laughs> I almost died." Because I'm obviously not from here. All I'm doing, young, but here I am in the flesh. <laughs> Living Sean and I, Sean and I smoked crack at my birthday when we were 14. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Crack. <laughs> that was the worst and best birthday ever. And Sean, I apologize for yelling at you at 3 a.m. I forgive you, man. I, sleep. I can honestly I say, I, you know, I've done a lot of drugs and I really regret my life as kind of a junkie you know what i mean and i would even say like all that all the time smoking weed and doing acid and mushrooms and stuff but smoking crack that's something that's tempting to go back to <laughs> how is 
has been tempting. That was, I, say, I, I was played the delicious. same level on an RPG for three hours yelling at you guys for messing with the blinds and being too loud. I can just say that I didn't care. <laughs> I felt like uh, crack is the real, like the thing is, I've we've tried everything, Seth, right? Everything. Except heroin, yes. Heroin. I tried heroin. You didn't. And Good God. And the thing is, nothing has any type of pull on me except for crack. I can see. Oh, did how you get addicted can... to crack? Oh, poor buddy. Did you get addicted to crack? Dude, I, I have the best story ever about Coke. Best story ever. Because <laughs> why not? Go ahead. Dude, the best story ever. So I have this old friend since we were 18 in high school. His old man of like my old. This probably happened in 2000, right? We're in his house and his man like walked with him into his garage. I'm like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? And he's like, I want you to watch watch the door. And I'm like, what do you mean watch the door? He's like, just watch the door. So my friend's dad busts out his credit card, six by six mirror and a rock in a bag, cuts it up, brings it out, puts it off this mirror, like right in front of me, right? Like this is my wow. dad, because I don't, you know. Like my old yeah. man, he's passed on. This is like my old man. He, he's like, hey, man. He's like, I'm just going to snort this line right in front of you. Watch the door. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm all, all right, dude. He's That's like, that Lemon right, Valley dude. style. <laughs> I was like, well, when you got to smoke crack, you got to smoke crack. I mean, you got to yeah. just, you know. I mean, if you have to get high, you got to. Goodness. <laughs> Sean, what do you got? What do you got? And I will ask you about heroin later, Sean. But yeah, what do you got? All right. So I... uh I've been doing a lot of therapy lately, right? And I've recently connected a couple of traumatic dots in my life that I didn't know about before. And you'll remember this, Seth. Actually, tell me if you remember this. Do you, do oh, you remember no. one time we were hanging out in basically the drug den of our childhood at um, uh, our friend Vince's house, right? Seth and, has left the chat. And do you remember that I thought I had breast cancer? Because my right nipple swole up super bad. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, okay. I felt worried for you, but I also wanted to say rude comments. But yeah, okay. So it was it was terrifying because I was like, what, seventeen, and I thought I had breast cancer and was dying. You had written a thesis about Kevin Sorbo having no nipples like a night before. That's correct. Anyways, so. Here's how that happened, I realized, and I didn't realize this until recently. Very, like, the Monday before that, we were in the middle of the prank, the 9-11 prank war. Do you remember at, in high school? We were in high school, also 2001, Cliff, and we were in high school, and we had this big prank war between, <laughs> I don't know, 10 friends. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, yeah. Now it, I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I made it, people cry. <laughs> yeah, it started out good. It was like somebody put suntan lotion on somebody's windshield and it was really hard <laughs> to wash off, right? I said sorry. <laughs> and then, you know, somebody spilt a box of golf balls on the freeway and a lot of accidents happened or whatever. So anyways, it was it was kind of like I was it was my turn for retribution and somebody had a brand new Ford Ranger extra cab and i said oh this guy pranked me i'm gonna get that ford ranger and so i spent all night i went out into the desert and this was right after i got my driver's license i went yes. out into the desert and i got a trash bag and i i wanted to fill this person's ford ranger cab with cow patties yep and I went out into the desert, filled a trash bag, <laughs> realized that I wasn't going to fill up a Ford Ranger cab. So I ended up getting five trash bags full of cow patties from like Palomino Valley and Pyramid in that area. It was and, beautiful. And I put them in my trunk and in my car and one was on the passenger seat. And I drove to school the next day and I filled this guy's car. He parked. I like watched him park. I like hid in bushes watched him park and walked up to his car, broke his window to <laughs> roll the window down and fill <laughs> the cab with cow patties. And then halfway through the day, I started to feel really sick. And <laughs> he, 
he went out to his truck and he goes, Oh, who did this? This is a brand new truck. This is crossing the line. <laughs> and I was like all pale and sweating and have the chills. I was like, ha ha, I got you. And uh, I ended up getting, I believe, a horrible infection <laughs> from yeah. all of these wet, juicy cow patties that I put in this car. <laughs> and that resulted in what the doctor said was having a... Millennium as a scholarship. <laughs> as a man, having an infected milk duct in my breast, <laughs> which caused <laughs> severe swelling and stuff. So... That weekend, I couldn't even hang out and have fun because I thought I was dying from breast cancer. And then your just... pranks were always like these clever things, whereas mine was like, "Ha! I punched you and lit your car on fire." And they're like, "That's not funny, you dick." Yeah, so. but at what cost? <laughs> oh man, I'm like, oh, I lit the police station on fire. April Fools! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh. Goodness, Sean. Oh, yeah. I remember the cow patties because the person you did this to genuinely looked disappointed, not just in you, but in decisions they had made in their life all the way up to this point. It looked like they decided that being born was just really kind of a hassle existing. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. We need to smoke crack again. Well, I agree. I just. I don't know why that's a fond memory for you, man. Like, I felt like my eyes were trying to escape my skull. We were 14, Sean. 14. Loved it. Oh, gosh. Uh, I did beat that RPG, though. Just <laughs> hey, uh, Emily, do you got anything? Any crazy stories? I know your life has been perfect and you've had nothing crazy happen. I mean, it's definitely not been perfect, but I, like, definitely had a much different youth than the rest of you all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, oh no, we lost like Emily. Oh no! What happened? Now we'll never know the rest of the story. But who did she marry? Oh gosh, we'll never know who she murdered in Paris on the twelfth of May. Oh god, I'm gonna say the president. Hey, Seth. Yeah. Hey Seth. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask you. Yeah. Why does Dutch kickboxing look like Dutch? Because it does. Yeah. It looks like they're doing Dutch drilling. <laughs> um, I, I don't think Dutch people are that creative. Uh, I blame the wooden shoes. Yeah. Those it's, stupid wooden shoes. <laughs> My dad has those. They're called clogs. It's really weird because you can watch a boxing fight and it looks like Dutch drilling. <laughs> it really, I wonder, so here's the thing, like, I wonder if, so their influence, obviously, they have lots of boxing. Sure. They have, you know, just so much with hands. I wonder if, as a culture, they're so mellow and so chill. I wonder if kickboxing is like their one opportunity to just go nuts, to just, you know, just blast people and just, because my uncle and, like, aunt are, like, super mellow, but then kickboxing, they would probably hurt. Matt, Emily, are you back? Yeah, what happened? Cliff and Sean um, were talking to you, and then Sean said, I hate her, and tried to, like, <laughs> turn you off and get you addicted to heroin. Damn, wah, I knew wah, it. Wah. I was going to go do heroin with him. I was, like, down. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Right. How many people fun. in this chat have done heroin? I mean, Seven. goodness. Well. Oh. <laughs> well, now I just feel left out, Cliff. <laughs> Emily, though, did you have did you have a story? It doesn't have to be crazy, like you know, murdering a hooker. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. But like, <laughs> what's um, just something you remember growing up of? Like, man, that was kind of crazy or ridiculous. Um, I don't know if there's anything too nuts. I think like the crazy thing I did when I was young was like me and my friends we'd spend the night at each other's house we would steal our parents cars and drive around town when we were like 13 but nothing Ooh, ever crazy good. happened about it apparently hold, they were really hold, good drivers hold know. on hold on <laughs> that's pretty you say intense. hold on let's let's just rate this for a second okay she goes nothing really crazy happened but when we were 13 we stole cars and drove around town but don't worry we were good drivers so at 13, you guys <laughs> stole your parents' cars and drove around town. Yeah. 
but we <laughs> but I don't Oh think no, that. continue to justify this, please. I don't have a good justification of it. I just didn't think it was that I guess I just think it was that crazy because like I don't know, we just thought it was normal. <laughs> we just were like, oh, eh, as what a to good do? driver, yeah, what do you do? Go to a pharmacy? I don't know. We lost her again. Every no, time. I didn't so, do that. I want to know who what do you she do murdered. As a good driver. You go to Caro's at 6.30 a.m. <laughs> you go to Rayleigh's to pick up some ibuprofen and maybe like some iceberg lettuce. <laughs> Dude, going to Caro's like one in the morning with a bomb. Why is she going <laughs> to kick off? I honestly think she's like the best troll. She just starts a story and then ends before she can finish it. I don't know. And she's back just in time to hear you say it. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. It keeps going in and out when I talk. It just doesn't want me to It happened to me. So it's happened to me, Emily, and it's because Sean is elitist. He hates (laughs) poor people. It's fine. He was like, trash, kid. So so 2 a.m., you're 13, you're stealing cars, you're buying iceberg lettuce at Rayleigh's, renewing <laughs> your insurance. What other uh, mature and professional things, responsible things are you doing with a stolen car at, how late at night was this? Um, I think we would leave like around like, probably like two. We had to like wait for their parents to like fall asleep. But the, like, the lucky thing was, so we wouldn't ever do it with like my parents because my parents were probably the most responsible out of everybody. But yeah. my other friend's parents were, like, a lot of drunks, so they would just get drunk and fall asleep pretty early. And then we could do a lot of stuff like that. But, I mean, and then they had older brothers that would entice the stupid stuff with them. And I think that was, like, probably around that age, like, the first time I drank, too, and smoked. But then I didn't do that until, again, like, when I was, mm-hmm. like, much older after that. Because then I hung out with all the school straight-edge kids in Carson, which is, they're a great group. But- <laughs> Did you know Jake Oxaby? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? XXX, I was going to say, Jake Octavie is the only one that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm also like 10, 15 years younger than I Way to so make it feel like old. Big, I was those yeah. parents falling asleep while you stole my car. You're 20 <laughs> years younger than Yeah. <laughs> did you, so you knew the Carson kids. Did you know Jake Oxby or Dustin or any of those kids or Mac or anyone? I knew Mac and all of them, but yeah. I so you know that. Mac's dead because I murdered him, right? Twice. <laughs> Verbally. Yeah, it's it's not to be rude. It's just he's dead, and I need to make sure that stays in this chat. I'm just making sure. <laughs> yeah. This just can't wind up on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be responsible, Emily, I need to know, like, are you a snitch or are you down? <laughs> I won't snitch, I promise. So... Sean, this actually turned out better than I thought. I thought I was going to quit 20 minutes in and go um, watch a British uh, doctor show, but we actually got some decent people on here, except for that nasty Nate. Yeah, what happened to nasty Nate? He's who chickened out and never showed up. Oh, I killed him too. I feel like it's my fault. Poor nasty Nate 69. Well, you were cussing (laughs) at him. I just want to like say, a real I'm sorry, Nasty 869. I was working. I was at my job. Were you? You were being responsible. <laughs> I was trying to. Were you doing something else, maybe? Is that code like, for pooping? I was going to say heroin, because apparently that's the <laughs> hottest topic tonight. Goodness. You smoke a little crack, and suddenly all this truth comes out. <laughs> Goodness. Crack. Oh, man. How is that? I will say we got to spend the whole. What was that, Cliff? I said, How is. That was Nathan. I said, How is that beer treating you, Sean? Is it tasting any better? Oh, yeah. It's starting to get a little better. The old dankster. Well, you would. (laughs) What do you. What do you think, Sean? Because I have a. I don't know. I I mean, we can still do this, but I got nothing else. I legitimately have been. just paying bills while I've been doing this. So I think it's good. Um, I, my son is chomping at the bit to hang out in a hammock. So I'm going to go facilitate that. You have a hammock. Yeah. I'm living the good COVID life. Is Sean, even your name, since you're leaving out all these details. I don't even know about (laughs) heroin and a hammock. There's the life. Heroin hammock, Sean. 
I actually have another podcast called Heroin and Hammock that I haven't told you about. <laughs> I just and it's been I know going Joe on for Rogan. Years. I know Joe Rogan gets people on there, but you know what? We're fun, darn it. And darn it, as a dad, I appreciate that, darn it. This is honestly, did you know that this is the most downloaded and most popular podcast that broadcasts from Pyramid and McCarran? <laughs> that narrows it down a bit. So what can you do, right? I'm going to take hate. that quote and change it. <laughs> but All right. Well, Seth, I'm going to end it and then everybody can end it because everybody's faithful listeners so i assume they know what we're gonna say so this has been tales from the ditch zip it up zip it out <laughs>